Alex, Hello. you're back. I am. If I had a heart, it would be filled with joy. Oh, that's good. Are you okay? Oh, yeah, now I am. We all speculated on what might have kept you away. Derek had a theory about pandas. Oh, and I was bitten in the eye by a snake. That call off. Oh, my. What was the panda theory? You're too young. Okay. But welcome back. Thank you. It's It has been a long time since I've run without you on a show. I know. I think that was the first one, actually. There was one I did by myself in, like, our first year, and it was as bad as you think it would be. But, yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Lucas, Derek, welcome aboard. How are you all doing today? Doing yeah. well. So, I'm, just as bad uh, as you think it was and twice as long. <laughs> <clears throat> I did listen to the pod last week. I thought you guys were great, but obviously there was a little bit of a, an emptiness with uh, with Alex not being there. So great to have you back, Alex. Uh, I really appreciate that. I know it's my uh, knowledge of football is definitely needed. I mean, we're just making crap up without you here. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So let's get started with 10 for 10. So one of the things I want to do, number one, I want to kind of look and see now that we're a little past halfway through the regular season, I want to just kind of take a look at the first three rounds of the draft and kind of do a review. Like now that we have got some good roadway between the start of the year and now, how have the players picked in the first three of the rounds, first three rounds done? So we're, we're going to kind of look at who was picked and we're going to scale them on a uh, scale of one to four. Uh, four is it was a fantastic pick. Um, the players doing great. Couldn't be happier. Three, in Cam's infamous words, solid pick. Maybe not a superstar, but you're glad they're on their team. They're doing a thing, and it's uh, helping It's helping to be a productive team. Two, not a total trailer tire fire, but uh, basically this is somebody who's barely a starter or is on my bench, but not worth cutting. And one is total dumpster fire, and that can be for injury or performance. It's simply an end game of how they're doing as a pick. So, Having said that, we're going to get started. I'm going to put you on the clock first, Alex. The first keeper selection was Cam keeping A.J. Brown. What would you give that, one through four? Mm, two, three. Three, I'd give it a three. Okay. Why would I give it a three? I don't know much about A.J. Brown, but I bet he's great on Cam's team. He did just score three touchdowns. <laughs> That might up it to a four, I think. <laughs> Do you want to pivot it to a four or stay at a three? Well, I'm going to leave it at a four. Cam makes good decisions. <laughs> or he cheats. I could hear Cam <laughs> screaming from here tomorrow once you said two. <laughs> <laughs> Derek, and, uh, second selection, I kept Christian McCaffrey. Uh, uh, it's clearly a number four. Um, if it, if he would have stayed with Carolina, we would have been looking at a, a three. But uh, I assume maybe you knew this was in the works, had some insider information, and you wanted McCaffrey all along. And you you made a tough decision, right? Because you had to you had to bypass Taylor, right? If I remember. Yeah, in the once we got into the regular draft, picks two, three, and four, Patrick Mahomes, Cooper Cup, and Jonathan Taylor were all on my team, and all no, I couldn't have kept Jonathan Taylor. So yes, just Cooper Cup was an option, and uh, I kept okay. Jonathan Taylor. 
Okay. Well, either way, you nailed it. So, yes, definitely number four on that one. Thank you. Lucas, your better half kept Jamar Chase. Yeah, she also had the better uh, keeper. Um, as of right now, it's a four. Uh, if we do this again in six weeks, I think it drops to a three, uh, seeing as how he is out for the next four to six weeks. But so far at this point in the season, uh, it's a four. All right, so everything's a four, um, but I'm going to break the streak. Um, Matt kept Dalvin Cook. Nothing wrong with the pick. I'm going to give it a three, though. Currently running back 12. Once the buy cycle out, it'll probably be around eight or nine. So nothing wrong at all with it, but uh, not quite the superstar year that uh, we've seen from him in the past. Next, Alex, Carly kept Justin Herbert. I mean, I think that's a four, right? Are you going to give everyone a four? No. I think that's, that's just a good four, I think. If I'd kept Young Way Koo, well, I mean, he's a really good kicker. Four? <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. Okay. Well, I mean, you say that, are you going to give everybody a four? But I originally started with a two because I didn't understand the assignment. <laughs> Once you understood it, then you started giving out the fours. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's a good quarterback. It is a good quarterback, and, yeah. and the University of Oregon alum, we're very proud of him. Him and yeah. Joey Harrington, right on the same level. Go I'm always God, go Ducks. Way to break God, the curse. God bless it, Alex. We missed you last week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Derek. Uh, my brother here keeps Justin Jefferson. Uh, we'll just keep the streak going. I give it a four. Uh, he is. I have him in one of my leagues, and uh, he has lived up to the hype. Nice job, Alex. Thanks. Agreed. Lucas, Bobby kept Stefan Diggs. Uh, I'm going to break the streak and go with a five. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, wait. I don't know the rules either. No, I mean, it, it's the highest of high, highest fours you could give. Uh, number one receiver averaging 22.6 points per game. Um, great, great pick. Agreed. All right, Lucas, you kept C.D. Lamb. I'm going to keep my streak and give it a three. Right now, I believe C.D. Lamb is wide receiver at 12. I think you just kind of have to, for me, I think I just kind of have to accept that who is who he's going to be. I had thought he could be just a half step behind that kind of top tier, and maybe, but right now I think 12 is about our landing spot. But good player to have on your team. All right, Alexander. Yeah. Jason keeps Dak Prescott. Mm. Three. He's a quarterback for the Cowboys, in case that's your follow-up question. <laughs> he also got hurt. And you know stuff. Yeah, he like What did he hurt? His finger. Thumb. Which one? Thumb. Final answer? Yep. Not bad. Yeah. Three, because he got hurt for a little while. Okay. But he's also on the Cowboys. Broke 49 points on the Bears last week. Yeah, that's the Bears, though. Real. Real. Real recognize real. <laughs> uh, oh, we get to Stars Alive. Derek, you keep Austin Eckler. Uh, I got to give it a four. It was a little shaky after the first couple weeks, but he's been incredible since then. So I would do that one all over again. I would. 
I don't think there's anything here I disagree with, and I'm going to read the temperature of the room. I don't think there's a whole lot of vast disagreement, but the bigger picture, I can't imagine a year where all the keepers, like, everybody's happy. Worst case scenario is three. Great, good, not great. So let's see if he keeps going into round one. So now we're going to turn it over to you. Lucas, Cameron makes Josh Allen the first overall pick. As he should. Number four. Strong. It was a strong four. Uh, feel free to check me on this if I am wrong, but I get to scale grade the Patrick Mahomes pick, and I'm going to give it a four. Currently quarterback three, and that's with his bye week figured in. So um, this was what I was hoping for when I gambled by giving up on Cooper Cup. Seems all like right. we all know what we're doing so far. Oh. Yeah. Right was before a gr- the next was that timing of that on purpose? <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> Alex Jonathan Taylor by Kelly. <laughs> Two. He's not doing great, right? Pretty sure. He's not. I, he's not. I have him in one of my other leagues. And like he got like hurt, and like even before then, yeah, the whole Colts offense wasn't doing much. So, what do you think will be at the end of the year at that one? I won't ask this for everyone, but he he feels different. Uh. I feel he still has an insane amount of potential for it to just disappear. I think this might have something to do with like coaching and offensive schemes and things, and that could be something that changes. So, well, they fired the offensive coordinator and they traded Naeem Hines, so uh, those things seem to be in his favor. The stars are aligning. Derek Matthew selects Cooper Cup fourth overall. Uh, it it should be a four um, with. Uh... With them keeping him, him in the game during garbage time, I'm, I don't know if the number is going to go down. But I mean, he's still uh, he still lived up to his billing as as one of the very elite, if not the best, receiver. I sort of verify you went four, but uh, four we'll wiggle room final there. answer. Okay. Well, I just I don't know how bad the ankle is, but uh, oh, gotcha. Yeah, because McVeigh left him in during garbage time. He was kicking himself for leaving him in during garbage time. But we'll see where that goes. But 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 a four for now. Sorry, I think I signed that to the wrong team, but that was Matt who had Cooper Cup. Maybe I said that, maybe then I don't know. All right, but anyway, next. Lucas, Carly, Derek Henry. Yeah, at the time we were questioning it a little bit. Like we knew the pedigree, but we were wondering if this was the year, and it was not. Uh, running back four currently, and so he gets a four. Najee Harris. I get to comment on that, Alex's selection. I think considering that's a talking point in almost all of our 10 for 10s, I'm just going to say it was a two and move on. Hey, that's better than one. <laughs> it, it is. <laughs> I'm surprised I didn't get a one. Me too. Yeah, me too. <laughs> this is, he's, this is he's the first round, Steve. To himself. So. Um, sorry, I got thrown off. Derek, Bobby selects Joe Mixon. Uh, we're going to put that at a two. Uh, Mixon is, is having one of those off years that he does, it seems like, every every few years. No, totally with you. All right, Lucas. Did I miss someone? Yeah, oh, I don't know that. Leonard Fournette 
for Jason, right? And no, it's Alvin Kamara. Oh, you missed. Yeah, sorry. Um, you did Najee. Joe Mixon was supposed to be for Alex. Joe Mixon. Okay, so I'll. Okay, that's okay. So you should be doing Alvin Kamara either way, or do we just nope. totally throw the train off the tracks? You totally threw it off the tracks. Okay. Al- Alex does Mixon and Derek does Kamara. All right. Well, Derek, Duke Alvin Kamara too. We'll make it up to Alex <laughs> later on. Uh, I'll put him at a three. With no commentary, I guess, and nothing, nothing to add to it. And I'll and I'll take it. I was expecting more from him, <laughs> and he did well last week, right, Cam? Oh, that may be too soon for that comment. <laughs> well, no, we'll get, no, we'll get to you, that. You pour the salt in, and you rub it in there, and you there stay you down, know. colluder. There's the Steve we all know and love. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh. Lucas, Leonard Fournette, that's you, right? That is me. Playoff Lenny. Um, I was going to say a two, but then I looked and I saw he's actually running back nine right now, so I'm going to bump that to a three. Um, it's it's not certainly a four for Jason, especially in round, round one. You want somebody that's going to be a little bit better, but top ten is, is nothing to shy away from, so I'll put him at a three. I get your Kyler Murray selection, Derek. I'm vacillating between a three and a four. I think quarterback five, 20 picks in with the value of quarterbacks in our league. I'm going to give it a four. I like it. Oh, nice. If we took out the first quarter, it would be a clear four, no doubt. But he never gets going until about midway through the second quarter, it seems like. (laughs) Alex, Derek's Devontae Adams selection. Coming up, one catch for seven yards, just an FYI. <laughs> Reed, he still has potential. He's been in the league eight years. You're thinking he's going to get tapped into that soon. Yeah, once he taps into that potential. I mean, wait a minute. He, he hit that guy. Did he get suspended? Uh, nothing has happened yet. Mm. I'll leave it at three. He, he was only arrested and charged for the crime on that one, but no league suspension. <laughs> you need to do more for the league to suspend you rather than getting arrested. Yeah. Right. right. Well, never mind. I'm, I'll keep the keep that uh, that uh, that Deshaun Watson joke to myself because it's probably not funny. All right, <laughs> Derek, um, co-colluder Jason drafted Debo Samuel, even though he's not on his team. But if we will. Back to his performance this year for being yeah, – no, no, I'm sorry. I'm thinking about this as we talk. Yeah, Jason, since he's basically been on uh, his team all year. Are you sure you don't want to grade this one yourself? Uh, no, I'll put it at a three. We'll save the fireworks. <laughs> all right. Lucas, your selection of DeAndre Swift. Yeah. Um, right now I'd, say I'd put him at a two. Um, I think he was injured for a little bit. Um, he has a possibility to be a three uh, at the end of the season here, but right now I say two. I get Bobby's selection of Tyreek Hill. It didn't impact me because I just wasn't in a position. He wasn't going to go second overall, and he wasn't going to be around when I came back to pick in round two. But I, when I thought about the player, I think the cautionary tales I had of two is not Patrick Mahomes – 
He's got to deal with Jalen Waddle getting some catches and to a lesser degree Mike Gusecki. So maybe I, I throttle him down just a little bit. Dumb, dumb, dumb. The guy is a superstar who's made every quarterback he has played for look spectacular, and that includes Mother Vanilla Alex Smith. So that one is a four, Bobby. And that's why it hurts. Because I picked a two, one pick before that. Yeah, yeah. All right. Alexander. Oh, sorry. I get to comment. Your selection of – Am I going off the rails here? No. You just did Tyreek Hill, so it's Alex for Mark Andrews. Alex, your selection of Mark Andrews. I'm going to say a four. You're going to say a four for a league that doesn't have a dedicated tight end. Yeah, he's been doing really good minus recently. He was the number two tight end. He is the number two end. And he's gotten over 20 points three times. Okay, so three points, I guess. Fine. You give it a three. I'm going to give it a three. That's like me giving a one. Well done, sir. I like Mark Andrews. Yeah, it seems like quality people. Maybe. Yeah. Just for for perspective, if you throw him in with the wide receiver tight end rankings, he's number four overall. Is he? Mm-hmm. Alex, well, Alex, why'd you give him a four? That's ridiculous. <laughs> Is it? Fourth wide receiver tight end, he's four overall? Of course that's a four. What are you thinking? Yeah, okay, my bad. <laughs> yeah, all right, come on, get it together. Thanks. This is professional grade we're doing right now. You're right. I know. Derek, Carly's Travis Kelsey. Uh, boy, he's uh, he's had some big showings. I think I think he's a four. Lucas, Matthews, Keenan Allen. That's a two. Uh, the only reason it's not a one is because it is Keenan Allen and he does do well, but he has been injured way too much this season. I think your logic is perfect. I think he's, there's still the hope of what he is going to be when he comes back. Um, I'll open this up to anybody who disagrees, but I get uh, Kelly's James Conner. That feels like a one. He was bloated. Going, his value was overrated this year because of the 15 touchdowns, but the prior year, but 3.9 yards per carry in that offense. Um, he did James Conner things and got injured this year and has not been playing well. And I wonder if Eno Benjamin is going to be the guy. And I believe they just traded for somebody as well. Maybe they didn't. But either way, that's a bust. That's a one. And All right. No zero, no zero to argue on that, right? In hindsight, we might do that next year, a five-point scale. <laughs> All right, Alexander. I took Michael Pittman. Oh, Michael Pittman? Yes. Oh, man. Wide receiver for the Colts. You know what they're saying about Michael Pittman? I do. I'm pretty aware of that one. I'm going to say two because he's on the Colts. I, uh, what about his potential? Yeah, what about his potential? <laughs> I'm going to have to hear about that potential. How do you do this here? He has done really well. He's just not getting touchdowns. And I don't know if anybody watched this game, but... One of the, and I won't go into my team too much right now, but it was soul crushing. The quarterback throws the ball to Michael Pittman. He gets to the end zone. Long story short, he's literally like two inches short of the end zone, and that would have been a double dip. The quarterback passing to the wide receiver. But the happy part about that story is, had I gotten all points involved in that happening, I would have lost to Carly by two tenths of a point. So maybe better to not get that close to having hope. I'm going to give Michael Pittman a three. All right, I'm taking it. Yeah. No. He's a solid two. I was right. <laughs> <laughs> Stick with your gut. 
Thanks, Lucas. <laughs> Don't let Steve sway you. Yeah, that seems like kind of fun. All right. Alex, Aaron Jones. That is what? That's right. Derek, Aaron Jones. Uh, as much as I don't like to give credit to Cam's team, uh, Jones has been pretty solid. He's put up some good performances. I give him a three. Nice. One like person got my... all fours. Care to guess who? Alex. Oh, wait. No, not giving all fours. one person gave them out. Getting all fours, it's got to be our number one team, Bobby. Uh, no, I think he got a three. The uh, fours were all Carly. Yeah, well, oh. either that or the number two team. Yep. That's what <laughs> yeah, it but takes. this passed pretty well. Yeah, so we don't really get up to a bust pick until round three if we count keepers as round one, and we don't really get any twos until we get to round two. So the draft was pretty bust? chalk. Uh, twos until round two, so one is a bust. Okay. So he's a scrub, not a bust. Okay. I'll take that. So All right. It was uh, Taylor, Keenan Allen, and Connor were the big busts. That's how I've got it. Mm-hmm. Not my backup running back. <laughs> arguably mixing. <laughs> my my backup's backup, actually. My other guy got hurt. But. Who's your other guy? Uh, Jeff's running back. Oh, Brees Hall. Yeah, that was sad to me. You went from like having a stacked running back quarter this week. You are you are the land of the dead. You got, I, I literally don't have enough running backs. To yeah. play, so you may actually have to do that thing called putting in a waiver wire claim. Oh, I just <laughs> did. But who did I pick? I'll never tell. Because then you'll steal them from me. Aren't you first on waiver priority? So we couldn't. Oh yeah, I don't know. I just picked the guy that was number one on the projected for running backs. God bless you, Alex. That's our league <laughs> well, champ, folks. That's that's Tyler Algier, so have fun with that one. Well, no one under him was great either. I'm also trying to pick up Corey Davis. I don't know why. Okay. Let's just put it this way. I don't have a waiver claim in this week, if that says anything. There's not a lot of worse out there. No, this is a bad week to need help. Anyway. (laughs) All right. We had a lot of trades go on today, but probably I would count seven of them as having some sort of fantasy football implication. Um, so I'm just going to go through them real rapid fire, and if you have an opinion on them, say it. If not, uh, feel free to keep uh, not saying anything, and I'll just throw a comment out just to move it along. All right, the first one, and what was likely the biggest one, TJ Hawkinson goes to the Minnesota Vikings. I thought this was great when I first misread it and thought the Lions got four picks for him. And then <laughs> I reread it properly and saw that the Lions gave up two picks with Hawkinson and then it felt like a very Lions trade to me. I think it's a great trade. (laughs) Oh, okay. So the Lions, I think, are trying to play the long game here, right? Turns out... Since 1957. No, no. Long game by (laughs) even next year. So first off, we have one of the most explosive offensive in the league, but it's run by Jared Goff, who's horrid. Turns out, if we (laughs) drop him next year... Yeah, we only lose $10 million and get $20 million back in cap. Okay? So, I think they're just waiting it out because they're trying to get rid of him. So, TJ Hawkinson wanted a contract boost. They don't want to waste the money on that. Why waste the money on that when we're just going to get another scrub quarterback? Okay, send them somewhere else. We already have an amazing offense. Now we have five picks 
for the, no, yeah, it's five, especially because we're going to be considered one of the worst teams in the league this year. In the top 65 picks, we have five. And so we can boost up our defense, use that cap to pick up a QB like Lamar Jackson, have a dope offense, build up the defense. And we have cheap players because we need to do that because if they want to stay in Detroit, Detroit has to pay like twice as much to keep good players because they don't want to stay there. But you forget one important thing. This is the Lions' front office. And their track record with high draft picks is horrendous. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If that pans out, yeah. Okay. They literally drafted a wide receiver they knew wasn't going to play this year because they knew Goff couldn't do anything anyway. I'm just going to say I'm just, I'm going to say right now. Goff's really bad. You know what? Yeah, says the guy who has him on his team. You make a really good point there, though, too, with uh, Jameson Williams. That is something I've never seen the Lions do. Trade up to draft a guy that they know is going to be injured for most of the season to plan for the future. It's very long, not short-sighted. <laughs> it's not short-sighted. It's long-term um, that I've never seen them do before. So that does give me a little bit of hope, but you know what the Lions do to your hope. I think they're prepping for next year. They can get a good QB. Can I can I just add as an outsider that when I heard they traded him to a division rival, it, it made me think that the the incompetency of the organization is not limited to the coaching staff; it extends to the front office. I just uh, <laughs> to bolster well, a Vikings true, team that's already good. It's also true, but still, <laughs> at least I get to see Hawkinson twice a year still. Um. Alex, I agree wholeheartedly with your point, but to bring it to present day fantasy football, I will just add that I think uh, this boosts ASR stock to the moon with one less mouth to feed. Oh, I'm sorry, Alex, see how many, like literally who will be the starting tight end next time Detroit plays a game? Oh my gosh, they have these two scrub guys that usually only block. I think one of them has like one catch <laughs> and I can't even tell you their name. Okay. The, the backup tight end seems to be like kind of a revolving door from what I realize when it comes to the lines. Okay. So they don't really have anybody. Okay. Well, as bad as I thought. All right, Naeem Hines to Buffalo. Meh. Yeah. I think it makes so, uh, it, yeah a little upgrade with getting a pass catching running back, but I don't think it'll be too much of a factor. Think it does anything for Jonathan Taylor? No, they're, Maybe. they're a mess there in Indianapolis. <laughs> If we had a deep bench, I would go get Deion Jackson. That's about it. Um, Zach Moss to Indiana, Indianapolis. I can't imagine anyone has anything to say about that. Nope. No, no comments. Chase Edmonds to Denver. Uh, yeah, and you're forgetting the important piece of that one is that Chubb goes the other way. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> I'll get it. Calvin Ridley to Jacksonville. So I'm only interested in this for Dynasty because I drafted him in Dynasty this year to stash him for a year, thinking he'd be on the Falcons. I I don't know. It's not like the Falcons are doing that good either. I, I, I'm not too happy with that because it's Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm not too happy with that. Over Mariota, though. 
Trevor Lawrence hasn't had a chance to prove himself. That guy had to spend a year under Urban Meyer and is now this is his rookie year. Yeah, that's not a bad point. Yeah. He's I'm having a, some thunder. Sometimes. <laughs> I gotta disagree. I think he if if this is his rookie year, he's also having a, a crappy second rookie year. I'm not impressed with Lawrence. He's good at hitting the flat passes and that's about it. He'll, he'll come back, don't you worry. He was undefeated <laughs> in important games basically until he hit the NFL. So he had like ten seconds to throw in Clemson. He has ten seconds to throw because he knows where to stand. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen Derek and Alex disagree. It's like the nicest people in the world arguing. This is the best. now this is the, this is what the show needed. Oh, this is a stupid argument. But <laughs> <laughs> well, fine, just for the just for the jokes, Trevor Lawrence is now a hill I'll die on. Is it? Well, now it is for the joke. Okay. All right. But death should be coming soon. Is he for the get rid of Aaron Rodgers for him? Trevor Lawrence? Yeah. Yeah, he is. Oh, he's available. Yeah. Chase Claypool to Chicago. I'm going to lead on this one. Hallelujah, it frees up George Pickens. (laughs) Easy Pickens. Who got zero points last week for you. I, I... You know, he Pickens might be, end up being a good receiver. I don't know if it's going to happen this year, but that's the hill you're going to die on. So, easy it's like I got dropped on the hill and have to choose to die, fight or die. Yeah, yeah. yes, he said easy Pickens, Alex. <laughs> like every time he catches the ball to the cornerback, like every time, easy Pickens. Like, Shut up, Pickens. Sorry. Does it do anything for Claypool in Chicago? Does it make you interested? Uh, yeah, now he has a different quarterback to not throw to him. Yeah. Yay. Yeah, I feel kind of bad for Play, Play, Claypool. He had old Ben Roethlisberger. He had a rookie quarterback, and now it's Justin Fields. So, yeah, it's been a rough go for him, I think. Yeah, he's kind of getting Alvin, Allen Robinson right now before he yeah. got to Stafford. Okay. All right, last one, uh, Jeff Wilson to Miami. Anything there? I don't even know who that is. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Miami. Much ado about nothing. Um, okay, three. One that's a little nearer and dearer to my heart. We had a trade in the league in the last week, and I will use quotations to say trade because it was a fleecing or it was a cheating. What happened was Jason gave away Dak Prescott, who just scored forty-nine points against Chicago. Debo Samuel, wide receiver 12, and James Robinson, who was a top 10 running back earlier this year, to get back Geno Smith, Alan Lazard, who doesn't play, and the backup running back in Chicago, Khalil Herbert. So what is Jason guilty of, being god-awful at fantasy football or colluding? Are we sure there wasn't any coercion or extortion on Cam's end? I mean, I don't want to make allegations. I'm just, you know, raising the question. Fair. I do not have proof of that. All right. I'm going to take the opposite side of this coin because somebody needs to pull you back down to earth. And you know me 30 years. You think this is now going to be the time you pull this off? Oh, no. I still can't reach you. You're no, you're you're still way out of out of reach. When this trade was proposed, Dak was still injured. And Geno Smith is a top 10 quarterback, isn't he? Isn't he like nine? 
right? I remember talking on the show last week, like, yeah. Cam, you've got a top 10 quarterback, your bye week's out, shop him around. Today, we all know his quarterback troubles with Dak out. So when the tr- trade is proposed... Your headphones unplugged. Oh, how... You're back. I think you're, you're back. 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 All right. Um, so when the trade was proposed, Dak did not have... There I go again. Am I still on? You sound good. Uh, anyway, that was my point. Um, Dak didn't have his 49-point game yet. Uh, Debo was listed as possibly being hurt. Um, and, yeah, Debo for Lazard, Jason or Cam was giving away a good quarterback to get a better wide receiver at the time. Um, I think Herbert and James Robinson are a wash. Robinson got traded to the Jets. He did absolutely nothing. And it's the Jets. You saw how Brees Hall and Michael Carter have done. So I don't think it's as lopsided as you feel it rightfully is. Um, Do I think one team got a little bit better? Yeah, that always happens in trades. Um, But I didn't feel it was that lopsided. Where's Gina Smith again? Seattle. Oh. Well, Steve, I just think that you haven't had hopped on the Jets bandwagon yet. The Jets are going all the way. And, uh, wait, yeah. So then he got the Jets player, didn't he? He did. Hmm. All right. So let's take this out for a drive. Lucas, you and I are going to do a mini fantasy, a mini draft right now. We're going to draft the players available. Yep. So you, we want to run through one more time just for those who may not be caught up on the cheating scandal that happened. <laughs> Dino Smith, Dak Prescott, Debo Samuel, Alan Lazard, James Robinson, Khalil Herbert. You want the first pick or you want to hand it to me? You could go. Okay. Of those six players, I would take Dak Prescott first. Now you get to go twice. Uh, I would take... Debo and Gino. I would take. I'm not touching Alan Lazard. Take James Robinson and Alan Lazard. So in this scenario, three of the top four players picked were on Jason's team. So I I rest my case. This was cheating. We can't prove it. But I hope the fantasy gods reap vengeance on the terribleness that was the situation. And this is compounded by the fact that we couldn't make a trade five years ago. And that probably did, you thought that was coming sooner. And that was an equitable trade. No, see, this is why I don't give you any credit because you're still resting on that trade five years ago. And every single trade since then has not been a fair trade to you. No, just the trade with Carly. No, even, admit, even my trade with Carly this year you thought was lopsided. It was! I rest my case. Hey, no. Steve, does it, does it make you feel any better that the two teams have a collective three wins? Does that help at all? It really does. It, it does. <laughs> um, Jason wanted to get a second year, one of the year, and Cam had the second high score, or third high Excuse score, me, and yeah. lost. Four, so. four now, yeah, good point. I, I, feel, I feel justice <clears throat> was served. Put put me down. Geno Smith at the end of the year will be a better quarterback than Dak Prescott. What is the metric we are using? 
Um, let's say average points per game to take out injuries. Okay. Dang. All right, let's uh, let's lighten things up here a little bit. I want to. Uh, we talked about this just a little bit last week, Lucas. Who is on your Mount Rushmore of fantasy football? Um, I will go first. So my Mount Rushmore, I'll start with who would be in kind of that George Washington kind of more prestigious position. That is going to be now until the day I day, day I die. Jamal Charles carried me to the 2013 championship game. If I ever get a pet again, I'm naming him Jamal Charles Janky. The next two are the infamous duo of Nick Chubb and Cooper Cup, who I had every year for four years, and they finally got to ride me to a championship in 2020. Jeff Cup. Mount Jeff Cup. And last one, uh, always a special place in my heart. You guys know where I'm going with this. Young Way Koo. Long story, very short, or at least I'm going to try to make very short. When I lost the 2017 championship to Jay, what ha- one of the many things that went wrong by half a point was his kicker, Harrison Butker, like put up like 20 points or something ridiculous. And I swore I was never going to lose because I got outclassed kicker again. So I looked for a high octane offense with a good kicker. We found Young Way Koo and it has been a four year marriage of happiness ever since. So <laughs> that is my Mount Rushmore. Wait, so you put Washington above Lincoln as the greater president? I mean, that, that could be a hot take. I, you know. Oh, no, no. I mean, if I'm thinking about Rushmore correctly, Washington's got the more prominent position. That's all I mean by it. Oh, positioning. I'm sorry. Yes, yes. Gotcha. Gotcha. That, that, that joke fell flat. Sorry. No, good try. No, we appreciate you. Anytime. Okay. Um, very quickly to try and reset Steve on the last question a little bit, uh, with his 49 points, Dak Prescott is still averaging 24 points a game this season with Geno Smith at 31.6. Okay. Uh, moving on to my Rushmore. Um, see, I knew you would have stories like this and your memory is so good with these things. I knew I could never even met. That's why I was trying to look up my rosters in 2011 and 2008 and stuff like that. Cause I, I don't, I don't remember these things. So here's the things I do kind of remember. I remember having Drew Brees on the chargers when he was on the chargers, Drew Brees, I believe was on my team. I either had him when he first joined the Saints and then just blew up, because I think he blew up right away when he joined the Saints. I, it was somewhere around that transition that I had him on my team, and I think I think I won a championship that year, but I don't remember. Um, it's very possible. None of that is true. I just remember Drew Brees when he first started with the Saints, and I did have him a couple of times around there, and he was awesome. Uh, the other one, here's a blast from the past. I remember having and loving Rich Gannon. On the Raiders. Oh, oh yeah. He was yeah. great. Um, that's all I remember. Rich Gannon. Woo. <laughs> uh, Ladanian Tomlinson was just absolute hands down. Like, if Barry Sanders was still playing when fantasy football was a thing, uh, he would have been Ladanian Tomlinson in his prime, right? He was oh, number yeah. one every year for like four or five years straight. It was a no-brainer, and he always came through for you. Um, that was really cool. And then I don't think I've ever had Peyton Manning on my team, so I don't know if that counts. Um, but him and his cold stays was, was great. So if, if you have to have him on your team in order for him to be on your route much more, Mount, Mount Rushmore, um, I'm going to go 
a little bit more recent and say Devontae Adams. Um, I remember when I first got him, what, two or three years ago, I think it was the first time I was able to get him. And it was so fun because he just scored like 28 points a game and you could, you could count on that. So um, I really enjoyed having him that year. And that, that guy has potential too. Yeah. You know, he's right on the cusp of becoming really great. He's really so, close. He just yeah. has to, you know, a little more learning. Well, now that he's finally got Derek Carr, a quarterback, and get him the ball, I think we're off to the races. Okay, so so keep in mind uh, from my picks here that I haven't won a championship in, I think it's a little over 20 years now, so there wasn't a lot of great options to choose from, from what I can recall. Uh, but I have, well, I'm going to do one recency bias because DeAndre Hopkins has just been so great, a wonderful gift these last two weeks, so uh, maybe this goes against the spirit of the rules here, but I'm putting no, DeAndre Hopkins. No, I just want to pause, and I, I feel like I just need to give you credit. I I don't think I ever bashed your, your passion for DeAndre Hopkins, but I didn't see it, and you have been a 1,000% right, and when I had to draft him in the Proto League, I was super sad, but you were – it's a great call, so really, you got this one right, and I, I, I tip the cap to you. Well, also really in the Proto League, it was like either him or Brandon Cook seemed like the best options available to pick for you. So but thank you. I appreciate that. Um, okay, the year that uh, Wes Welker came out of nowhere, which was two, 2007, the year the, patch, the Patriots almost broke the Dolphins record. He, it was like he had over a 1,000 yards, receiving eight touchdowns. I went to the championship that year, lost the championship, but – I always appreciated him. And then I had Philip Rivers, speaking of Chargers quarterbacks, for a number of years when he was in his prime, and he was just always solid. He wasn't like a star quarterback. Maybe that was my problem. I didn't go for star quarterbacks, but he was just reliable. I had the uh, the uh, double dip with uh, Gates, the tight end. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I enjoyed that double dip. So Rivers is one. And then the other one is it's um this one is sort of a mixed bag because uh as we mentioned the proto league our work fantasy league that's still in existence I I uh Andy Dalton led a game winning drive on the road against Baltimore he converted multiple fourth downs to win me the championship by just a few points and it was so great and then 72 hours later, stat corrections took the championship away from me. Yes, it really happened. I hate stat corrections more than anything. So, like, I'd put Dalton up there, but, like, kind of, like, chiseled, you know, or like a, you know, I hate stat corrections, uh, <laughs> you know, market there, stuff like that. Yeah, I Your rap's now is spot on, but you have to be the only one in the world who's putting Andy Dalton on there. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And and nobody sure. nobody can ever complain about stat corrections ever. It, like that's the ultimate right there. That you you've you've won yeah. that one or lost depending on how you look at it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Alex, entertain the nation. Okay, so I mean, if I was going to be serious, because I obviously misunderstood the homework assignment, <laughs> I would say Tom Brady, Randy Moss, Adrian Peterson, and Matt Bryant. Tom Brady, especially because I had him forever. And the first year someone stole him from me, he was kind enough to tear his ACL. So thanks, Tom. But I'm not, in reality, I always consider the Mount Rushmore the people that I'm always forced to take because my team's garbage. 
and they always find their way back to me. Number one, Sterling Shepard. All the time. It's like every year almost. I'm like looking at the waivers. This is like the upside down Mount Rushmore. Well, yeah, but like they always end up there. And like the always number one in the projected thing, it's Sterling Shepard. And he just every year is just on my team. Number two, Justin Fargus. Same thing. The Oakland Raiders running back? Yeah. Okay. It was like five years in a row. No one would draft him. All my people get hurt. And then there's Justin Fargus, number one on the running back's waiver order. So Justin Fargus. He was the Tyler, Tyler Algier of 2016. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. with you. Algie Crumpler. Oh. <laughs> I picked him. You said it was stupid, and he turned out <laughs> mediocre. <laughs> I never forgot about that. And then I always tried to get Algie Crumpler moving forward. And then I'm trying to think of a fourth person, but there's always like... Uh, Maggie Harris? Gosh, no. No, I'm talking about like when my team always gets hurt, and I just look at the waiver wires, and they're just right there. Wait, how come the original Mount Rush where you didn't have J. Dot Allen? You love him, and he won you your first championship. Let me go back to that in a minute. Yeah, number. I, I literally had number four. Oh, it was Matt Castle. <laughs> yes. First year I didn't have Tom Brady towards ACL. Matt Castle took over. He started for my team, and then I had Matt Castle like three or four times after that. Okay. Not because I wanted him. Sure. I'm surprised Real. you didn't have John Kitna in there. No. <laughs> Who knows where we're going next because the I, story's not over. I never picked up John <laughs> Also, just for the joke, Trevor Lawrence is just kind of sitting there on the side waiting to put his face up to cover one of those people up. Anywho's. But anyway, if we're going back to the original four, I think you're right. I think I would replace Tom Brady with J-Dot. No. I really, really? Yeah, well, Randy Moss is the big one. I almost won that one year. And then Adrian Peterson, I had him for like the first three years of his career or something like that. Yeah. Something insane. So. I will always remember the first year of this draft, of this league, this draft, 2006. I picked Peyton Manning five. You were sixth. You took Tom Brady, and I thought you were crazy because I was like, he's terrible. He's a system quarterback. I got that wrong. <laughs> Wait. How many times I, have I, you said that in this podcast, that you've gotten this wrong? A few. Yeah. Well, I'm not wrong about the colluding. That's what matters. Nah. Okay, uh, Debo averaging 12.6 yard, 12.6 points a game this season. Alan Lazard, 12.3. Okay, moving on. So clearly Debo's better. <laughs> All right. Can I just say, can I just add that I think it does work out better when Alex doesn't understand the question? Oh, yes. Yeah. I'll keep doing my best to try to not inter- misinterpret and pay less attention to the text Steven sends. Yeah, keep it going. Alex, you actually took us down, number six, Alex, you took us down this road a little while ago, but I'm going to revisit the topic. Um, as I understand it, next year, Lions have potentially $65 million in cap space. Over the next two drafts, they have three ones, three twos, and three threes to work with. How much of that, money-wise, and draft capital-wise, would you be willing to trade for Lamar Jackson? And I'm sorry, this is for the whole room, not just Alex. Now, a quick clarifying question. I thought, yeah. is Lamar out of contract this season? Yeah. yeah. So they, you're not trading for him, you're just signing him, right? They, oh, they, they could franchise Yeah. Okay. Well, Lamar Dr- Jackson is threatening to not play if they franchise him, though, which is the issue Right, and so there's really no power in the player's hands if the franchise tag is looming over you. There's nothing you can do. Yep. Yeah. 
Um, but he could yeah. sign the tag if he knew he was going to Detroit to sign a mega deal. You you trade you trade it all. I, I mean, you're not going to. But yes, you do what you can to get Lamar. Um, First round this year and a second round next year. Yeah, I'm going to sniff it. You don't think so? A one and a two? Or somebody they're trying to get rid of? I don't think they're trying to get rid of him. I just don't think they can. He, I don't think he. I think he wants more than they're going to pay him. I mean, that's the thing. You franchise him and you just send him over there. You don't lose anything. It's just free picks for a guy that doesn't want to play for you anymore. I'm asking what you would be willing to give up, though. A first this all, year, second this year, and a second next year. That's what I'd be willing I, to give up. All of our twos, because we suck at picking in the second round. Amen. That is true. All right, so your best off would be all the twos. So th- yeah. three twos. Okay. Derek? Uh, this just feels like an internal conversation for Lions fans. Uh, it is. Yeah, yeah. Get Jackson. Do what you got to do. You'll, you'll, you'll be a Lions fan soon. He won't. He'll disappear in your team. He's a healthy human. Derek's like, I really don't give a shit. This is all really sad. Can we move on? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of suffering. It's The suffering is palpable. Yep. I'm sorry. He likes Geno Smith now. Right? That's That's a... Then we're moving on. Okay. All right. So, uh, Derek, what is, uh, is there, is there picks that you would offer? Cause, you know, we'd burn the picks or we break Lamar Jackson when he comes to Detroit. Which, uh, which poison would you pick? We wouldn't break him. Uh, yeah, burn the picks. I'd go with. I would give up. I, cause I think one of you said it. I think we're going to have the number one pick this year. I'd give it all up except that number one pick that I talked about. Um, franchise quarterbacks do not come around often, and I think that you have to pay to play. All right, seven. The Collusion Bowl was happening this week. Cam versus Jason, both teams two and six. Is the loser done? Like, can you make the playoffs at two and seven? I'm gonna say, yeah, I'm going to say no to that. That's going to be way too much to come back from. Um, but uh, Jay with uh, Khalil Herbert at uh, 12.4 points a week is uh, certainly in a better spot than Cam at, with James, Rob, James Robinson at 9.2. So um, I can see the value in the backup running back for the low-octane Bears. I, I see what you're doing. I just had to f- figure out a way to get that last one in there. No, I like, I like what you're doing. I appreciate it. If, if we add them all up, uh, mm-hmm. Jay received 56.3 points per week and uh-huh. gave Cam – 44.2 points a week. So you tell me where the collusion has. Oh, happened. well, I think clearly Jason has, Jason has cheated the system here with the, these go. brilliant maneuvers. So, so in the theme of this podcast, are you going to say that you were wrong again? No. Okay. That's why I figured. Okay. We're done. No, the, the loser of this one is going to have an incredibly tough time, if not impossible to, to get into the playoffs. Uh, especially with how Lucas's team is climbing now. Yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll get uh, to that. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> Lucas, you did uh, lead us to where I was going to go with question eight, where maybe stats are misleading or maybe stats are telling us that a player is better and we have to recognize that they're not who they always used to be. So is Jamal Williams of the Detroit Lions, I think, currently running back 13. Is that where you value him rest of the year, or is that going to regress to the norm? God, that is a tough one. Um, 
I I say he he definitely finishes in his top twenty. Uh, the way the Lions are using him, he's a goddamn vulture, is what he is. Um, <laughs> Swift gets him down to the one, and Williams takes it in. And I I think the stat during the Miami game was I mean like he's got to be top of the league or in one two in rushing touchdowns this year. I forget, um, which is insane. Jamal Williams should not lead the league in rushing touchdowns. Um, well, I think he had two on ten carries, right, against Miami. It was ridiculous. Yep, and but that's how they use him. Okay. Um, so, yeah, does it feel dirty? Yeah, because uh, he doesn't get the volume, but they give him the damn ball at the goal line, and you can't you can't argue with that. You ride it until you can anymore. I think this goes to our earlier conversation where the Lions are already planning for next season. The amount of snaps DeAndre Swift got has already gone down so far significantly. And especially in touchdown areas where he has to run into people, they're not going to put him in. It's not that he can't do it, because he definitely can, but, like, they're even using, like, their backup backups way more. Because, like, I know, like, DeAndre Swift's a little banged up, but I legitimately think they just don't want to hurt him for the future. That's a really good point. I literally think that's what they're doing. We're going to suck this year, so we'll wait. Him and Jamison Williams can come play when we have a real team. Jamison Williams, like, they even said he could play this year. I don't think they're going to, because they don't want to. They just they don't care about this year. They know Jared Goff can't play. They literally have an offensive like system based off of the inability of Goff. It's all check down passes and um, pass play actions because that's all he can do. I do love the combo that could be ASR and uh, Jameson Williams next year, but okay. So I need some fantasy football advice. Number nine, who would you guys start? Kyle Pitts, home against the Chargers. Romeo Dubs at Detroit. Or would you go with Garrett Wilson, home against Buffalo? Oh, you are the king of loving a player and never letting them go. Um, <laughs> Kyle Pitts wasn't in there. I was going to say Garrett Wilson by far over Dubs, but then you threw Pitts in there. And then I'm just going to still say Garrett Wilson. Um, yeah. I'll say I'll say Dubs. The at Detroit is the the final thing that uh, moves it over toward toward that side of it. I love that catch he had last week too. Uh, yeah. That touchdown catch. So I like yeah, it. The the only thing that gives me hope, and again, this is being a Lions fan, is that the Packers are in just in some rare form of disarray right now. Um, I love seeing it. Honestly, I love seeing Rogers just being frustrated and upset on the sidelines and not caring. And it, it warms my heart. Um, but they are, that's the wild card. They are playing the Lions. So who knows what's going to happen. And, uh, and let's just hope that the Lions don't trade another uh, prominent player to the Packers, right? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Number 10, we are not going to talk fantasy football for a second. I need your guys' opinion on a different topic. So, my wife made chili for dinner tonight, and I promise this is going somewhere. And it was delicious chili, but here's where we, I, here's the, where the question comes in. So the chili gets put on the table. I put some chili in my bowl, and then I add some chili powder and some uh, sour cream. And she's like, I'm okay with it, but technically this is kind of rude, like, you're not supposed to alter the flavor of the food like this until you have had some. And I'm like, but I know I like sour cream and chili powder in my chili. And she's like, you should try it first to see if you like it as is, and then flavor to taste. So, 
Which side are you on? If you like it, make it. Or as a courtesy, you you try the chef's item as is before you make adjustments. <laughs> that That's a great one. So I've had this uh, scenario play itself out in sort of a different way. The My missus one time made some very nicely seasoned potatoes, and I wanted to add ketchup, and I, I just did it right away. And uh, we've been watching a lot of the uh, Top Chef cooking shows. I've been joining the missus for that. And so I think in terms of the cooking world, she is 100% correct that you need to appreciate, like, the nuances of what is being served to you before you look to, like, doctor it up. Um, but I'm with you. I have the same kind of palate. I want the – if it's ketchup or the sour cream, I would want to do the same. So in theory, I agree with her, but in practice, I agree with you. This is why you could be mayor of any city in America. You, you speak <laughs> both sides of the very aisle. diplomatic, yeah, I know. <laughs> that was very, very well said by Derek. Uh, my only thing to add is when somebody gives you a hot dog, do you eat it as is? Or do you put mustard and onions and ketchup and pickles and cheese or any of the combination of the above to taste? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody likes things the way they like it. Um, there's people that put ketchup on scrambled eggs, and I think that that is the most horrible thing to do in the entire world. But that's not how I grew up. That's how they grew up, and that's just what you're used to. So, no, Steve, it was not a sin, but Derek said it well. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, like, if even I went to, like, you know that Gordon Ramsay guy? Yeah. I think he owns, like, a famous kitchen. Like, what's it called? Like, Hex Kitchen or something? Indeed. Hell's Kitchen? Yeah. Hex Kitchen may be the t- leader yeah. for tonight's title. Hex, I, I would go to Hex Kitchen. I would order the most expensive steak. I would walk up to that counter. I would look Gordon Ramsay in the face. I would say, can I please have a ranch cup? <laughs> And then, while not not looking away, I would dip it in the ranch piece by piece and make him watch me eat it. <laughs> and then I'd get kicked out. He brings me story. Yeah, then I wouldn't have to pay the bill then, too. <laughs> it's a cheat code. Nice. All right. So, move to the 10 for 10, Derek, you talk about your missus. I just am going to entertain myself. I want to go back in the Wayback Machine real quick. I remember correctly, your first date was dinner with her, right? Like, she came over for dinner? Uh, well, we actually did a, a double blind date uh, with with a couple that introduced us. I don't know if I just set that up, explained that properly. But uh, I think it was, like, the first time where I, I invited her over and I cooked uh, a meal for her. It was a, a chicken and mushroom casserole. And I then recalled after I had prepared the meal that she uh, is very badly allergic to mushrooms. And so then I realized that it was a, it was a complete disaster. And I think uh, we had to uh, cobble together a tuna fish sandwich for her. Uh, but she appreciated the effort and the thought behind it. So obviously it wasn't a deal breaker that I completely botched. Uh, is, is that the one you're referring to? Yes. So did she doctor the tuna fish sandwich, or did she have it as is? Uh, no, it was pretty straightforward, just, the, you know, the usual mayo uh, edition, yeah. Well, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> right. She doesn't like seafood either. That's the other thing, and she had to have a tuna fish sandwich. So. Oh, geez, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All 
All right. We went a little long form on that one, so I will move us to uh, the power drinkings for the week. So a reminder of where we were last time, and I'm going to go slowly. Um, Bobby was one. Finally, the throne, Carly, who fell to two. Alex, you were three. I was four. Derek, you were five. Matt was six. Cameron, seven. Lucas, you were in the eighth spot. Kelly, nine. Jason, ten. All right, so let's start where we always start. Who is number 10? Jay. Jason. I don't feel good about my predictive rankings this week. Um, I'm taking a lot of long shots, and I say number 10 this week is Kelly. Was 10 stays 10, co-colluder Jason. (laughs) Jason, they're still staying in there, making trades, trying to come back. He's looking at, like, I don't know what the term is, but you know, when you're, you're like, gonna, you're not doing well. But he's not um, you're you're sucking, I, I think is the term. Well, that's not the term I would use, but good for you, Jay. Make the comeback. And then if you win this week with the players Cam traded you, that will also make, you know, We'll see how that goes. Get that Gino Smith. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Hard hitting commentary. Why we love you. I don't know. I didn't know I was supposed to talk about Jay's team. No one was talking. You weren't. Oh, who was supposed to talk about Jay's team? Oh, I'm sorry. I just thought it was so entertaining to listen to you keep going, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> didn't know you were going to take it, but I think. That's me, unless Steve is one of the, the colluders if you really wanted to jump in here. I said um, my piece. <laughs> no, but I think it, uh, with due respect to Jason, it, it kind of has gone from, from bad to worse. Um, unless, you know, Gino makes a big stride. Um, there's, there's some decent talent here, but, uh, well, decent is actually probably putting it nicely. Uh, there's just not a lot here. Uh, I think this is not the year for Jason. I, I don't, even if he wins this week, I don't see him making a run. Pollard, uh, unfortunately, Pollard has a bye now on the, like, the weeks that he can take over the reins in Dallas uh, and had a great week last week. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think um, it's going to be a long shot for Jason. Yeah, rough buys this week, even just with this kind of team he has, uh, tough stand. Tough going there. Okay, nine. It'll be Kelly. Kelly. Kelly? Was nine, stays nine. So I think her um, really good pickup was Tua. Uh, I don't know why Matt ever dropped him, um, but... That, I think, is going to pan out very, very nicely for her. Um, hoping Josh Jacobs was just a blip. It, I have no idea what happened to the Raiders last week. I didn't see any of the game. You alluded to Devontae Adams' one catch for seven yards. Like, nobody did well. They didn't score at all. I, I have no idea what happened there. So, hopefully, that's just a blip for him because he had been doing very well for her. Um 
she's just hoping Taylor comes back and and does Taylor like things. Uh, Ch- with Chase out four to six weeks, her wide receiver core is decimated. Uh, you know, Mike Evans is the top one in there, and then there's just nobody else. Um, I, I just she was forced to play Drake London, and she didn't even do that last week. So, a uh, lot of lot of problems in the wide receiver um, area, uh, but I think she's got got her answer at quarterback at least. I do worry she doesn't have even enough players on her team to field the wide receivers and tight ends this week. There seems to be this weird thing with Brandon Cooks. I wonder if he's done with the Texans um, with everything that was happening today. Um, but, yeah, the wide receivers are not the strength of the team, but the rest of the team might be good enough to carry her for a bit. But hopefully not this week. Eight. Well, since I can Cam? Yeah. I, I want to give myself a bump in the rankings because logic tells me I should, but I don't know if that's the case. So I'm going Cam as well. All right. Sorry, Lucas, you went Cam. What did you guys do? Derek and Alice? I went Cam, too. Okay. I'm going to pause here before I give the answer. Regardless of anything the Jenkins have done all year, where would you put yourself? Like, if these were your rankings to make, I would put myself sixth. Just after last week or about the entire season's work? If you were to do a power rankings, however you do it, where would you put yourself? I'd probably, at this point, put myself five or six. I'd have myself four. Number one, baby. Indeed. (laughs) All right. Nobody's going to have a perfect week this week. You were all wrong on eight. So either he's being really nice to me this week and bumping me way up, or it's still me, so I'll just say me. I'll say Matt. Two out of three. Was eight, stays eight. Lucas. Collusion. Colluding with yourself. Agreed. It happened. The job went wrong. Okay, so I score 175 points. I'm number one scorer in the league for the entire week. And I stay eight. Yeah, I don't know what's up with this nonsense. Who's making this? Exactly. <laughs> so what, what do you want me to? I I told you I'm I'm team five or six. I think it's it's coming together at the right time. There's still some work to do, um, but I'm feeling better about uh, making a playoff spot. Um, I'm only one game out at this point, and. Uh, and that was a big one uh, against Cam, uh, the, with obviously the the winner taking the driver's seat uh, in in getting into that playoffs. I do want to say though, I've been on the receiving end of what I did to Cam this week way too many times to gloat about my win this week. I'm happy for the win. I will leave it at that. Uh, the fact that I went to bed last night. Uh, 0.12 points behind Cam and then woke up in a winning position. Um, I can't tell you how many times that's happened to me. It sucks. It's the worst way ever to lose when you score the second most points in the league. 
and with 10 minutes left in the week, you lose. Um, so sorry, Cam, but I'm happy for the win. Um, Kamar, my guys just finally decided to score touchdowns is, is all that happened this week. They've been getting the volume. They've been getting the yards. They've been getting the catches, but nobody's wanted to score. And they all just decided to do that, uh, this week. Uh, Kamara with three, uh, Higgins, thank God, with the one at the end, <laughs> towards the end of the game. Um, and, uh, Etienne is doing what I thought he was going to do when I drafted him. Um, so I'm glad I was able to pick him back up again after I dropped him. So very happy with the team. Um, happy with the bench strength. Um, I'm, I'm liking it. I wish the season was longer because I think I could really make a good run. All right. Fair points across the board. Seven. Going to say Cam. I will say Cam. I'm going to say Cam as well. Was seven stay seven? Okay, so obviously I've taken shots at Cam this year whenever I can. Um, after the the collusion, though, and looking at this roster, it's it's a really good team, and it is true that he has just been on the the wrong side of luck this year. I mean, he has uh, his his overall point total total is pretty good, so he's just had some bad matchups. I think the concern here is just that the the clock is is running out, so um. But, you know, with DJ Moore coming around, we've seen how explosive Brown is. We know about Alan Jones is having a good year. Now he's got, you know, Samuel to throw in, got the uh, injuries to, to Elliott. But um, it's a pretty good team. I just don't know. Uh, I think it's going to be too too hard for him to get back into the mix of things. It seems like this, the the fantasy gods are not with him this year. Yeah, I, I think everyone agrees that point that he feels like a team that should be better. But I, even if he was in good shape, this this doesn't feel like a team that could string it together for three straight games in the playoffs. But we've seen worse teams do it. All right, six. Me? Me? Hey, you rank yourself one, but you throw yourself out at six. I'm going by what you think you rank me as, and I think you're wrong. But I think you put me at six because you're jealous. Okay, uh, Lucas, you said Matt. I said I Matt. Didn't, I didn't say anything, but I am saying Matt. Yes. Was six stays six, Matthew? I mean this. This is a rough week. Um, he's got a lot of bye issues and an injured Cooper Cup issue. And in a, a schedule quirk, he plays you for the second week in a row, Derek, and you are both four and four. And I think that is going to be significant for potential tiebreakers. Um, I think if he loses, the division is gone. So I think this is going to be an important week for him. But Lamar Jackson, Dalvin Cook, Cooper Cup. <sighs> Top heavy, but if he could get Keenan Allen back and if Juju plays like Juju, there's some potential here. So this seems like where he should be right now, and there is room for upward mobility if things get better. But uh, it's an important contest for the two of you for different reasons this week. 
All right, five. Alex. I'm going to say Steve. I'm going to say Steve. Was four, falls to five, second lowest score of the week. Um, Woo! Oh, never mind. That's okay. <laughs> well, uh, Lucas, you made the comment, I will be passionate and I'll die in the mountain, but I don't care. I believe in this team. One wide receiver touchdown since week two. That's the problem. Everything else, if they could just be average of touchdowns, everything else they're doing, I think this team would be great if we can get Michael Thomas back. Um, we got through the Patrick Mahomes bye, so uh, I like the team. I think we are going to be higher than six at the end of the year, but this is where we need to be right now. Or we'll be higher than five next year at the end of the year, but this is where we're at right now. Four. Me. Derek. Alex. Was three, now four. Alex. Okay. All right, I'm just going through a little bit of a rough patch now. I'm on a little bit of a loss streak. I've had a couple injuries. Everybody's on bye this week. We're in a little bit of a panic mode right now. I don't even know if I'm going to be able to start a full team. But, uh, you know, we're going to go out there. We're going to try our best. And, uh, you know, Jared Goss doing a really good job of getting the check down garbage time passes. And, you know, I mean, he might as well earn that $30 million by helping my fantasy team out this year before he's jobless next year. Um. Aaron Rodgers is still riding the bench. I just don't like him. Um, Nick Chubb is the best running back in fantasy football right now, and that's just a pleasure. Brees Hall was a very good running back, but now he's hurt. I also have Kareem Hunt as a backup, which kind of snipes a couple touchdowns. I'm just kind of keeping him for a rainy day. Man, Justin Jefferson's doing a good job. Hey, I heard Trevor Lawrence is available if you want to drop Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I don't want to. If someone would pick up Trevor Lawrence and I'll trade Aaron Rodgers for him. <laughs> just to just to get Steve excited. Alex, I think you're uh, jokes aside, I think you're gonna have to drop Aaron Rodgers or you're gonna have to drop somebody who's on by this week. Uh can I drop a defensive player? If you want to play without a defensive player, yes. That's what I was thinking. Problem is you're playing Carly this week, so you're going to need all the firepower you can get, or you're just going to have to eat the loss. I'm going to go for it and hope for the best. You know what? I thought I would lost horribly this week, and then all of a sudden I still only ended up losing about 15 points. Okay. So just got to believe the team. Do you believe in the team? Yeah. I yes, mean, I do. It sounded convincing. Yeah. We're just going to low. Okay. All right. Three. Derek. Derek. Yeah, me. The biggest mover of the week was five, now three. Derek. Um, you guys spoke highly of my team last week, and I was three and four, and I really needed uh, the win this week. And for a little while, it wasn't looking good. I uh, I went from being like whatever the odds are, seventy five percent chance of winning to First quarter of afternoon games, uh, Matt's team was, uh, was on the move. And so I thought I was going to move to three and five. Um, but, uh, got, got the win. And, uh, I'm just, I'm very, uh, very excited about my team. I, I obviously we talked about Hopkins. I feel like I receiving core other than a little off game from Adams 
which is kind of scary that that can happen from time to time where he just car just completely well plays like car and and uh, it's a complete no show for Adams but um I think this week I'm in good shape because I will have Eckler back and I think Matt's missing a couple guys for for the bye week uh so I really feel like I'm I'm primed for a good run here I'm really excited I I um I think uh I think I can keep moving up here so let me get your opinion on something. It feels like a good news, bad news situation for you is we're not all the way through the rankings, but Bobby's going to be one or two. We're going to find that out in a second. So the bad news is you've got two matchups left against one of the top two ranked teams in the league going forward, so that's painful. The good side is it lets you control your destiny again because if you can win both the matchups, you have the tiebreaker and you pull from three games behind to one game behind. So – Oh How yeah. No, I, I'm I'm taking the Alex position. I forget what we described it as, like the super positive, like that. That I'm I was excited to see. I'm playing uh, Bob twice because that's that's how much confidence I have in my my team. I know I'm only 500, but I feel like now that I've got Hopkins here, I, I think the the best is yet to come. So I I see it as an opportunity to make a move. I know I'm three games out with. You know what? Eight games left, so that that that's a long shot. But if since I'm controlling my own destiny, playing them twice, uh, it, it's possible if I can make a charge here. So I'm only only thinking hopefully about that scenario. Yeah, I'm just if you remove the quarterbacks, I think you and Lucas might have the two best kind of skill position. Teams, I mean, it's uh, really stacks players across the board for both of you, and it's not a knock against your quarterbacks. I just mean, like, you know, I think they're four and five, and that's they're four and five. The rest of it could be, like, numbers one and two. So, all right, but I like uh, you were looking for the year of overconfidence. I believe that. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Last year, absolutely. Huh. All right, who is number two? Curry. Carly. Yes, Carly was two, stays two. So she has the uh, distinction of having the number one quarterback in our league. And it's not Justin Herbert. Weird. Uh, Joe Burrow is the number one quarterback in our league right now. Um, So the quarterback she drafted as the backup to a pretty much consensus top three quarterback going into the draft ends up being the number one quarterback. You know you're having a good season when something like that happens. Yeah. Um, and like I said last week, uh, not that you were going to sit Derrick Henry, but you start Derrick Henry with confidence and enjoy the ride. And boy, uh, 40.3 points last week. Um, he certainly came through, uh, like he was supposed to, uh, like the stats show that, that he was going to. So, um, still, uh, yeah, she's, she's dealing with a couple of, um, Pretty bad buys this week with Barkley and Cooper, um, but uh, you know that's why you've, you work on your bench as well, and you need them for one week, and and you hope you can get through. Um, so I don't really like Singletary as her starting running back uh, this week, but she doesn't have any other choice. Um, although she could put Henry in there and and switch a flex to to Kirk uh, if she wanted to, but, but I really think that's going to be a wash either way between those two. So, 
Um, going good on cruise control. Um, I, I didn't pay close attention to the end of her matchup last week with you, Steve. You sounded pretty upset that something must have just happened at the end or no. What, what happened? No, it was the, it was my game, the Colts and the commanders on Sunday with a touchdown that wasn't. Oh, that's what you were reacting to. Gotcha. Okay. Um, yeah. So, you know, yeah, it's just, it's on cruise control for her right now. You say cruise control. Let me ask you. So the regular season's 14 weeks. So when we do the show going into week 14, we've talked about a couple of teams that are ascending as the parts are coming together. Is she two? Is she in the top two at that point or you think she's fallen down a little bit? Um, no. I, I think, I think Bob and Carly are pretty solidified as, as one, two at this point. Okay. And you think that's about, that's what we're looking at in week 14? Uh, is that when they meet each other? No, I just mean as we're having the conversation about, okay, this is the last week, playoff implications are as on the line as they get. Yeah. I would, I would be comfortable with them at one, two. Okay. All right. One. Well, that's going to be the last person that's left. That's Bobby. All right. Was one, stays one, second week in a row, but I think third week this season at number one. I think he had a one-week run earlier in the year, Lucas, or no? Uh, No. Bobby has only been one last week and this week. Oh, okay. All right. Alex, what do you think about this team? Again, I love Bobby's team. It's the kind of team that whenever I have a team that's like super wide receiver based and they just go off, you just have these amazing games. I mean, he kicked my butt. So I just like his team. Who's his quarterback again? Brady. Oh, oh man, Brady. I think you had to ask that spot. position, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, that's the one spot though. Cause I, I always remember there was one thing about his team I didn't like and I was like, I think he's the quarterback. And that's what it is. No offense to Brady. I mean, you know, it's just not exactly the most fantasy relevant thing right now. So, but he has a high boomer bust. And like when he does bust, the other players then do boom. So it has kind of a nice false safe to it. Okay. Yeah. So can I go, can I go back to like the first podcast, Steve, where you said you, you just didn't like Bobby's team and you never do. But I believe I also said, but it always tends, he tends to put up teams that are better than I give it credit for. Okay. I just didn't know if that was the seventh time you were wrong today or not. Um, but I preemptively knew I was going to be wrong. We just draft very differently. But, uh, uh, yeah. All right. So those are the rankings for the week. I did not set up the schedule for this week, so I apologize. So I don't, I'm not going to run. Actually, I can run through it real quick. I just don't know what the jank up of the week is going to be. So how it looks on my calendar, we have. Nine Kelly versus six Steve or five Steve. Sorry guys, I don't have these memorized, so I might get the numbers wrong. Who are you taking? Um Steve. you've got Mah- yeah, you've got Mahomes back. Um so you get more than sixteen points out of your quarterback this week. I'm going Steve. <laughs> yep. All right. I am going to take Kelly. I've got my homes back, but I got some other bye week issues that are causing me some problems here. All right. Six, Matt versus Derek. Were you three or four? I'm sorry, guys. I got toggle between six. I think I was three. 
All right, sounds right. So Derek versus Matt in a rematch of last week. I'm gonna I'm gonna say me. Derek. I as long as it's not a tie, I'll be happy because they're both one game ahead of me. Um, but I'll go Derek as well. I think you're slightly better, and Matt's got a few more issues with bye weeks and the possible cup injury, so I'm going to go with you. All right. Lucas versus Bobby. <laughs> Bobby. I'm, I'm pulling for Lucas. I'm believing in Lucas. Let's take Lucas. And so is Lucas. That, that one-two punch at wide receiver is going to really hurt, but he's done after the 4 o'clock game, so I kind of like that. Yes, ESPN is predicting you, so uh, I'll be curious. Um, all right, so I'm going to go with you. Alex versus Carly. Alex, you are in bye week hell, so I'm going with Carly. Me! <laughs> Carly. Yeah, that, that bye week looks uh, – Chubb is out. I'm going Carly, too. Sorry, Alex. Week. <laughs> <laughs> The collusion bowl. Derek versus Jason. Nobody deserves to win, but somebody will. You mean Cam versus Jason? Yes, because Derek is a good standing, <laughs> upstanding human. I, I was no part of the collusion. I deny any involvement. I'm going to say Jay. Cam, he got all of Jay's good Cam. players. Yeah. <laughs> Jay, he got all of Cam's good players. <laughs> I can't imagine the victory lap half league is going to take if Jason pulls if Jason pulls this out. <laughs> but it will be interesting. I do think one of the things, uh, jokes aside, we agree on that is we think the loser of this game is done. This is the first team official to be unofficially eliminated from the postseason. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yep. All right, not a mandate, just a curiosity. Any recommendations for the week? Uh, oh yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. You were talking first. Go. Mighty Ducks Game Changer Season Jesus, 2. Jesus, stop. Is out. Stop. Fine, I've How many it. times has Mom dropped you on the head? No, Season 2 went out. It's new. <laughs> and I haven't been watching it. But anyway, I think you should watch it anyway. Also, I've been watching a show called Spy Family. I like it a lot. Go for it. Lucas, what do you got? So these are old movies, but it's been on my list for a while, ever since I realized they were a trilogy. Um, the M. Night Shyamalan uh, Unbreakable Split Glass uh, Trilogy. I am uh, halfway through the last movie, Glass, and Steve, being in the psychiatric profession, and Derek as well, uh, I, I think would really get uh, a kick out of, uh, especially the, the guy with, uh, what, 27 different uh, spur, uh, personalities having a DID. Good. Those are good movies. Yeah, very good. James McAvoy, it, it does tremendous with, with all those uh, personalities. Yeah, he does. All right. All right, well, I think we are going to hit the pause button for now. Thank you, everybody, and uh, until next week. Alex, it was good to have you back. Yeah, it's good to be back. I'm glad I had a lot of knowledge to impart from last week. <laughs> and nobody was here to say goodnight to Gracie. I don't know who that is.